Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's a Monday morning, and imagine you're 24 years old, and you're going against you know, the world's best in what you do, and you're out there just saying, you know what? Guess what? It's a new dawn. It's a new age. Can you imagine what's going through this 20? I can't even, I, I can't remember my 24th year, to be honest with you. I was burning every bridge I had. This kid, 24 years old, just blowing me away. Well, you make a very good point in regards to his mindset because he thinks he is among the world's best, and he is. This is Colin Morikawa, about whom you're talking. He won the PGA last August, the pandemic uh, diverted PGA tournament, which was to have been in May of 2020. In fact, it was in August. He won that one at Harding Park in San Francisco, and since then, he's been among the top contenders. The kid's just a fine player, and so was the runner-up, Jordan Spieth. He's been in uh, something of a, a slump here in the last year and a half or so in that he has not been in his rhythm and his groove, so to speak. But he certainly came out of it at the British Open. Over and above that, though, was Morikawa, who was nothing short of outstanding. He really won the event in the previous rounds because he kind of knew that Louis Eustazen was going to falter. He has in his past. That's his history. And he did. He made a couple of key mistakes. Here comes Morikawa. And won it. Morikawa was more than happy to take advantage of it and held it on a Lynx course, and that's different from the American courses by a long shot. But uh, Colin Morikawa is going to be around for a long time. He is a smooth golfer. He's one of the best. He may be the focal point of the future, in my opinion. I think the media is going to start playing him up like the next Tiger. I guarantee you that's what's happening. And uh, if he keeps playing the way he is, it's definitely deserved. But you got to look at that course. Just just to stay consistently even is tough. And <laughs> You've got to not only do that, but be good and uh, definitely tough. And congratulations to him. Now let's talk racing. NASCAR uh, was where this weekend? They were in New Hampshire at the New Hampshire International Raceway in Loudonville. And it was a win for Eric Amarola. Kind of an odd race in a way. The track is only a mile and a half. It is an oval track and a big crowd. But the event was disrupted because of rain. They had to hold it up for a little bit better than an hour or so. Now you're in New Hampshire in late July. So as they resumed the race, it started to get dark and there are no lights at the uh, New Hampshire International Raceway. So NASCAR shortened the event by 10 laps and Amarola was in the lead when it came right down to the final wire and the checkered flag. So Eric Amarola, the winner over Christopher Bell, kind of shakes up the standings a little bit, but uh, there are a number of more races to go before the point standings come to really a conclusion. Yeah, they still got some time to gain some ground or lose some ground. Over the weekend, Ned and I did some training together, and uh, while you were watching the uh, baseball game, I was thinking in the back of my mind, you're going to get out of here so you can go home and watch the NBA uh, championship. And man, that Buck Suns game, what a dandy. It was a terrific basketball game. Milwaukee deserved to win it. They made the key baskets as the game went on and had a sizable lead. You knew Phoenix was going to come back on its own home court. They did. And the clutch play, and I love this because here's Devin Booker goes into the lane. All they need is a couple of shots and a foul. Tries to draw the foul. Instead, he is stripped of the basketball by Jeru Holiday, and they throw it down to the Greek freak who puts in a slam dunk and wins the game for Milwaukee. What's very curious is Devin Booker 
and Chris Middleton and Jeru Holiday are all on the Olympic team, and they'll be leaving a little bit later on this week for uh, Tokyo all together. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, I guarantee you, they're not riding in the same plane. Now. Oh, there's yeah, there's no no way. But that game was crazy because in the first half, it was the Suns. The Suns were controlling it for for the majority of the first half, and then here comes the Bucks right back. And so frequently that happens too when a team gets off to a very big lead, you run out of gas, and that that can happen. You lose your mojo, so to speak, and. I'll tell you, Milwaukee's a fine team. I thought Phoenix was going to win this tournament, but uh, it, who knows? Man, it's been, and they, Bucks have a chance to win it at home now, which is uh, definitely in their favor as far as the things go. Home court is a thing. Let's talk Cardinals baseball. How have things been looking since the All-Star break? Took two out of three from the San Francisco Giants, allegedly the best team in the National League. I I debate that point because I think they're starting to show their true colors now. The black and orange is their true color. That's their team color. But they're starting to show their legitimate colors now as far as being a contender is concerned. The Cardinals have taken two out of three in each of their series. The one in San Francisco and the one this weekend. What's interesting is the Cardinals aren't hitting the ball at all. In their loss, they they weren't obviously hitting the ball. And then in their win 3-1 on Saturday, a three runs and scattered level of hits and yesterday two to one they eke out a win the Giants aren't hitting at all the Giants still have the lead in the National League West by it's a half a game over the Dodgers and the Dodgers are coming on now I think maybe San Francisco may have run out of energy at that at least that's my opinion Cardinals do get the two wins have a four-game series coming up against the Chicago Cubs in St. Louis and this will kind of decide where these teams are going to balance out as far as the National League Central is concerned because they're within a half a game of each other. Still quite a ways back of the Milwaukee Brewers. Though. Yeah, both teams. Now, the thing is, you mentioned a stat a couple weeks ago about taking advantage of runners on base and putting them in or whatever. It seems that the Cardinals are taking advantage when they've got someone on. That's just on. it. They don't have enough runners on That's base. That's the problem. They haven't been hitting the ball at all. They have, what, five or six scattered hits yesterday around. They haven't been able to put together an attack because I don't think the lineup is has the right mixture to it. Sure, you've got a Goldschmidt and Arnado and occasionally an O'Neill in there, but they're all lumped together. You've got to intersperse them. Here I am talking like a manager. Schilt is the manager. He knows what he's doing. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you do kind of sound like a manager, but you're right. I mean, you look at a championship team, and you look at the lineup, and you look at the bottom of the lineup, and you go, oh, my God, that's just as dangerous as the top four. So if, you don't, point, if you don't have that, San you don't Francisco, have San Francisco uh, had that happen to them. They have a lineup that is very much out of balance. And when the Cardinals faced that yesterday in critical situations, the Giants in twice in this game had the bases loaded and couldn't score. Why? Because the big gun was coming up, and they intentionally walked him twice to load the bases and got out of it. That's, see, you've got to have a balanced lineup. It's a chemistry. At least the pitching showed up. Um, how about the Royals? Uh, not a very good story. Baltimore Orioles beat them yesterday, and the Orioles were wreaking havoc on the Royals uh, this weekend. Kansas City is now 19 games out of first. They're out of it. They're not going to be a contender this year. But the thing about the Royals is that you've got to really formulate your team for the coming seasons. They're young. They need a, a lot of help in the pitching. They can hit the ball. They've got a pretty good offense. But pitching has been a problem for them. It was yesterday against Baltimore. Baltimore's poor. They're not a good team at all. And yet they go into Kansas City and raise all kinds of heck with the, the uh, Royals. So uh, Kansas City needs to come together. They take today off, and then they go to Milwaukee to face the Brewers. 
And, and the some... Cardinals-Royals series is coming up here before too much longer. Yeah, it is. Hopefully the Royals can get some wins against the uh, Brewers because that would definitely help their neighbors across the state. Uh, <laughs> I was watching all the news about that shooting outside the Nationals game. It's not funny, obviously, but... Um, I felt the, the my first uh, my first response was I feel so sorry for that PA guy who has to read all the information because I've done that job and I know and I'm sitting there going God that would suck so bad to be in that position yeah but gotta take hats off to the people who recognized the situation for what it was and got the crowd under control in fact the players I loved what they did immediately upon knowing what was going on got their families and put them in the dugout yeah hey, that's that is super. Uh, all the fans exited through the center field, center field uh, en- uh, exit way because the incident occurred over on the other side. Uh, but good lord, what are we going through with these? I, I don't I, know. I, Can't have nice things. We begged for live sports events, and now we're screwing them up by having shootings outside of them. Let's not do that. Our Olympic basketball teams finally got a chance to play uh, one more tune-up game after they had to postpone several. How did they do in the final one? USA women only played three games and lost two of them. They lost to the WNBA All-Stars. Not really a terrible surprise, but did lose to Australia, and that was a bit of a surprise. Anyway, they played their final game yesterday against a Nigerian team, and the Nigerian team is all American college athletes and some WNBA players, but the USA Olympians, the women, won that one easily 93-62. to The men played the reigning World Cup champion, Spain. This was very interesting. Our team does win the game. USA won it by a score of 83-76, to but Mike, they are still lacking some key ingredients to really make themselves a gold medal, uh, not just hopeful, but a gold medal winner. And that is a point guard. They don't have a true point guard. And they don't have, surprisingly enough, some big physical horses underneath. Here's the Spanish team. <laughs> you have the Gasol brothers, both of whom play in the NBA. And they're big people. They're seven feet and they're 250 and 60 pounds. They were loads for our people to handle underneath. The USA could not push them out of the pivot. Fortunately, the perimeter offense of, of the um, of the USA team did begin to come on and hit late in the game, especially in the third period when they had a 23-6 run. USA still needs some help. They are getting better, but they still need to get those component parts in there. Well, they're coming once the uh, NBA Finals finishes Hopefully up. that'll work, but the, those guys who are coming over, uh, Chris Middleton, Devin Booker, Giroux Holiday, they will not have worked together with the team. True that, it too. It is a team game. It is. We'll have to wait and see. We're getting closer, like a week away now, aren't we? Ned, you have a great Monday, and I will see you tomorrow, sir.